Hello, hello, and happy Friday. This is another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Brazil, and this is a show where I can talk about sports, I get to talk about business, and I get to talk about everything in between. Today, my incredible guest, Emily Kless. Well, that kind of rhymed. That was kind of cool. Communications <laughs> manager at the Tops Company. Emily, how are you doing today? I'm good. You're a pro, Michael. Look at you. I've done this, I don't know, like five, six, seven hundred times at this point. So I love it. It's my favorite thing I get to do. I don't get paid to do this. I just love it way too much. And I get to talk to people like you and hear all the cool shit you're doing. So I'm very excited for it. But Emily, the first question I have for everybody on the For the Love of Sports podcast is, why do you love sports so much? <laughs> Where to begin? My gosh, what a loaded question. I know. To, it's a fun question. We're going to out of the gateway. You're going to say something. I've gotten good at this, right? So you're mm-hmm. going to say something. We're going to bring it back like the very tail end. going to wrap this thing up in a bow, I promise you. So I'm very excited for your answer. Definitely. It's going to come full circle. I have Always no does. doubt about that. Uh, sports has the power to connect. It has the power to connect people like me and you to hop on a podcast and be able to talk about it. has the power to connect people across the world through trading a baseball card. Uh, you know, the incredible way that sports is able to connect a country when we're going through difficult times, uh, you know, heal a nation. I, I think there's nothing quite like it. And the connection that individuals feel um, towards sports, their favorite sports, their favorite players, it's it's really unmatched and it's a beautiful thing. So uh, can't wait to wrap that up again as we get further in the podcast here. But hey, uh, it's all about the connection. And, and that's why I love sports. I love it, right? Like I can walk into a bar if I see someone else in a Mets jersey. That's a conversation. Absolutely. Did you see DeGrom hitting 102 yesterday? Dude's going to win his third Cy Young. I can't wait for it, right? If I see someone in an Eagles jersey, they'll probably yell at me because they're from Philadelphia and they're a terrible person. So that's just kind of how that works sometimes. But that is what we love about it, right? The odds, the ends, the connections, as you say. And and maybe we don't have to go too, too far because connection, that word sounds like one you'd use in social media occasionally, I think. And I know that you've done a little bit in the social media space. So I'm, I'm very curious that one of the first positions that you held, uh, it seems like post-college, was uh, you were a communications intern. Oh, wait, actually, one last. Are those que- are those cards behind you yours? Is that a fake wall? Is that a real wall? Talk to me a little bit about that. This, that is, really uh, cool. this is called an uncut card sheet. So got my ring light in the back here. But nice. I got um, mine. You can see it in my glasses. I love it. Yeah, I've um, I've really learned through quarantine that, wow, my lighting in my apartment's yep. really bad. <laughs> you mean the fluorescent um, lights in my basement didn't do it? How crazy. Um, so yeah, I like to come prepared, but this is my uncut card sheet. It's basically a big poster size. Um, in 1995, I believe it was, Topps uh, reprinted old Mickey Mantle cards as part of a, a unique uh, commemorative type set. And this is an uncut card sheet. So these are basically what cards look like before they get stamped out into their card shapes and they're two and a half by three and a half. So those are my Mickey Mantles in the back. I'm a Yankees fan. So got, got to have some representation of, of the Yanks in my apartment here. But um, yeah, coming out of college, I went to Penn State and then I landed a role in the communications department at the Major League Baseball Players Association. That was a really fascinating learning experience, trying to really you know understand the whole uh, player side of the business of baseball. Uh, so it was really, really interesting experience. I loved my time there. I still have many great friends that I that I stay in touch with from the PA. And uh, that led me into a role with Tops. Um, about a year or so later, uh, I joined Tops in our digital apps group. So um, we have mobile apps where you can own and trade 
trading cards right from your phone, which um, if you're a Topshop fan, if you're an NFT fan, this is old news. But if you're, you know, a, a perhaps average sports fan, you might say, what? Owning digital trading cards? It's crazy. But um, we have eight apps where, where you can own and trade them. Your whole collection's right in the palm of your hand. And I was the community manager there. So on all things social, like you mentioned, and, uh, you know, keeping up with our fans and our collectors inside of the apps. It's there for, I think, two and a half years or so. And then a position opened up in our, I'll call it physical trading card group. And uh, for, for the community, ma I'm sorry, communications manager role. And uh, so I, I came into this position probably a little over a, just about a year and a half ago, maybe. And um, it's been certainly a wild ride. I stepped into the role and a mere five months later, 2020 decided to be 2020. So there's still a lot of plans that I would like to see, um, you know, come into full effect that we had in the works, but uh, hopefully we're, we're inching our way back to that that normalcy and, and the time where we can all be together. I can't wait for it. I'm very excited to just go out to a bar and watch a baseball game. Go to a baseball game and watch yeah, a baseball game, right? Go. Like, let me buy a hot dog, buy a couple beers, hang out in the stands. Like, I, it doesn't get any better than that, right? A nice sunny day in July. That's exactly what we're looking for. I'm actually a stone's throw away from the Somerset Patriots Stadium. And they were actually recently, maybe information for you, right? They were just recently named the AA affiliate to the Yankees. So my cousin who lives five minutes from me, we're going to go to a bunch of games and he's going to love all the prospects and I'm going to heckle the crap out of them. So I cannot wait. It is going to be awesome. And tickets are like 15 bucks. It doesn't get any better than that. So there's nothing like, like minor league ball. There really is not. It's such a fun experience at the ballpark and your proximity to the players. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's a really fun experience. So um, yeah, that that's great. It's a, uh, yeah, we're hoping, um, you know, we, we do a lot of events at tops. Um, so all-star games, you know, mm -hmm. um, the national sports collectors convention, uh, there's, just a ton of card shows that were uh we participate in and so our events team crushes it and they didn't get to crush it last year so i know that they'll they'll bring it to us again when when we're able to um so yeah there's lots of great plans that i'm, I'm excited to still see work out but um yeah i mean coming into the role and then uh having to figure out how to to make content when you're you don't have baseball on your tvs you don't have mm -hmm. uh you know sports on your tv it was a really really interesting time so uh, we managed to pull off a virtual event. Uh, it was a launch of our Series 1 collection this year. It's called our 2021 Series 1 Rip Party, where we just ripped open packs It's uh, at, at its simplest form. That's what we did um, in order to launch this year's collection, which... Mind you, it's the 70th anniversary of, of Topps' annual baseball card that set, is which awesome. is crazy is to think crazy. about. Seven years ago, 1951 was the first annual set that came out. So uh, we had to do that justice this year by holding this rip party. And we actually invited uh, current and former big leaguers to open up packs throughout the decades of tops. So think like Chipper Jones opening up a pack of cards from the 70s or John Smoltz opening up a pack from the 60s. Uh, we had 15 plus distinguished guests that joined us. Um, everyone from Ryan Sandberg and Mark McGuire to Chris Bryant and Juan Soto and Mariana Rivera. And, and the list just goes on and on. And the coolest thing of all of it, outside of getting to, of course, talk to some incredible players, both current and former, is that the joy that they had on their faces just mm -hmm. by opening up a pack of baseball cards, there's nothing like it. 
there's really not. Um, you know, ever and everyone feels that joy. You don't have to be a, a big leaguer in order to get the same experience opening up a pack of cards as they do. It's just uh, collecting is for everyone and opening up baseball cards for everyone. And that was such a cool cool moment um just getting to see the looks on their faces and how much they enjoyed sitting there opening up packs was was really neat for our rip party that that had to have been an absolute blast as you said you had some incredible major league former hall of famers you know the the, the whole gamut and, and i remember the first time we spoke i was like so i guess tops just kind of has those packs in a warehouse right you're going to get packs from the 50s so i guess you had some packs from the 50s singing around that's not true though tell me like how did you acquire those packs and and, and get those players to get up for an event like this because i'm sure at this point everybody's been on a million zoom calls a million virtual events right how, how excited as you said they were extremely excited but how did you even get those packs and then how'd you get the packs to them because i think that's one of the crazier parts of the whole story yeah, lots of logistics and and no, Tops is not just a miraculous museum warehouse as many people like to believe it is. Um, so we went out and bought the packs <laughs> and, uh, you know, ha had a, a budget to buy some packs, send them over to wherever that player happened to be zooming in from. And I have here, um, what we did was we actually opened up a pack of 1951 Tops on the broadcast itself, which uh, this is the, the pack here. Show wow. You. That's so funny. Um, which is just so, you know, it's old school looking. It's from 1951. And, and here was one of the cards that came out of it. So in the original packs, um, you know, you can see it has an out on the, uh, on the card. Uh -huh. They really were playing cards. So each uh, yielded some sort of result, whether it was out or double or single or what have you. And, and they were real playing cards, our first ever 1951 set. So we got to open that up on the broadcast. And because I get to do so many great things like this podcast and, and speak to a lot of people and, and you know, more or less get to represent tops. I, I took them home with me so that way I could show them off. But uh, what the plan is for these for these cards in the pack too is to actually have them on display at our events, assuming our events, uh, you know, pick back up this year. Yes, I'll cross my fingers. I, I think everything's moving in the right direction. So hopefully sooner rather than later for your sake, the events team's sake, for everybody's sake, right? I, I want to see that happen. But I think it's just such a cool project and, and, a, and a way to really celebrate as you said, when we didn't really have too much baseball on the TV, what we had a 60 game season and then the playoffs. So it was a little weird and wacky, I guess, from your standpoint, like what, what exactly does a communication manager do? Yeah, question, that's question mark question. done. I'm going to throw it back. To you. Love it. Love the question. And it's so fair. Um, I oversee our social media pages for starters. I also handle all of our public relations efforts. Um, so Usually whenever you're seeing tops in the news, it's because, um, you know, we have relationships with reporters and, and whatnot. And we have a great PR agency that works, um, you know, in tandem with us that, that does a great job in, in getting the exposure for tops. And um, so that's just a small bit about about what I do. Um, I also work in our various marketing promotions, making sure that, uh, you know, all, all the fans are aware that they're going on cool things uh, that we have in our series one collection and whatnot, and then bringing our events to life. Of course, um, you know, like I said, great events team at tops that, that cares so much about putting on just a, a really personalized experience for fans and being able to, you know, I think tops as a whole, whether it's through trading cards or through events, I think the goal is to really make fans feel like tops is bringing them closer than ever 
before to the action, to their favorite players, their favorite talent, Star Wars, WWE, you name it. So whether that's through an autograph on a card or owning a piece of that player's jersey through a card or getting to meet them at a Topps event, I think that's uh, something we pride ourselves in and uh, really bridging the gap for fans. So I'm, I'm you know, there to help make sure our events come to life and bring that closer to the fans so that way um, you know, they're feeling a connection to their favorite game through Topps. Yeah, because that, that's what, right, sports is a connection. See, we're going to keep bringing it back. You're incredible, Emily. You, you do what you're doing here. And I think, again, just, just the opportunity to connect with those players in real life, virtually through, you know, holding one of these cards in their hands. I think there's really nothing else that you're going to get that close to doing it, right? Like you can play them as a video game character, but it doesn't quite work the same. Uh, so I think it is, you know, just such probably, you probably love your job. I'm sure you liked it a lot more before the pandemic, but I'm sure you still love it every single day because you have so many cool things to do. And one thing, so we're about the same age if, you know, kind of the the year that we graduated college is any indication. And one thing that I remember growing up, I used to go to card events, right? With my uncles and, and my mom and my dad and you know, there was, I would go in and buy a Mike Piazza card for 25 cents and it was cool and it was whatever. And I never personally got into trading cards. I mean, I had a million because they kept getting given to me. But one thing that happened at the start of the pandemic and even a little bit before that was just this absolute boom in the sports card market. And please just kind of give me a little history. If I'm not mistaken, this, the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, they just completely mass produced, they being card companies just completely mass produced as many cards as they could. And they're really not worth anything because they're, you're one in a million. So who cares? Then they kind of figured something out and was like, well, if we just kind of limit this a little bit and then make different series and do all these different things, now they actually have real value to them. And then at the beginning of the pandemic, we started to see, you know, uh, baseball players, football players, NBA players, just with the, the increase of their card really being attached to almost the last night's performance, which to me is, a little absurd, but I understand that's how markets work. Like, I guess where, where did your love for trading cards and sports cards come from and, and now getting to work into them? How, how have you viewed what you knew when you were a kid where everything was just mass produced to now where everything is so much more limited and the opportunities and the value of these cards is just completely, completely exponentially bigger. Yeah, absolutely. I think for a company like tops to, to be around for 70 years, you have to continuously learn from what you're 100%. doing and and understand how to innovate and you know we we realize that we're in such a great time in the sports card market and trading card market so to speak um, you know entertainment properties too are incredibly hot garbage pail kids star wars um, pokemon Pokemon's incredibly hot. So yeah, I think, um, you know, knowing what we know now, uh, you just have to keep learning and keep innovating as a company to make sure that um, you're continuously getting better and doing things better. So um, I don't anticipate there's going to be an 80s, 90s junk wax era, as people like to call it. Um, you know, I don't anticipate that's going to happen because Tops is here in a much smarter time and, and has learned from that, which is a, a good thing for the card manufacturers for the collectors themselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, as far as the actual pandemic goes, we were coming off of 2019 in just one of the hottest years that that we've had. And, and there's really been an upward trend for the past decade for Top. So the momentum was there. I don't think this is quite shocking to top. So it's incredibly encouraging to see and see all the, the national attention that, that trading cards have gotten this past year. But uh, yeah, with the pandemic, I mean, we just, we kept 
you know, trying to innovate. Like I said, that's the way you, you stay alive. And no matter what business you're, you're in, that's the way you stay alive is by continuously innovating. So we got really clever with some of our um, tops.com or e-commerce or, or online products. We got uh, really clever with those. We introduced this great project called Project 2020. And that really um, kind of took tops to the next level as far as placing a baseball card in the text in the in the context of of culture really and art and viewing a baseball card as more than just the stats on the back so we had 20 different artists that we partnered with to recreate 20 of the most iconic tops cards at all time um rookie cards might you know mike trout rookie card the 2011 mike trout was was on the list 1984 don mattingly was on the list just really iconic iconic cards and so that was incredibly popular for us um in 2020 and and the great thing about it was we were able to launch this set that so many people loved in the middle of a pandemic because anyone could go online and buy it and each card is only 20 bucks and you have this beautiful encased card that gets delivered right to your door and you don't have to go outside or even wear a mask to order online. Um, so tops, I think got, um, you know, real started to get really clever and, and really produce, uh, incredible unique sets that were exclusive to tops.com. Um, now the one that I hold here is, is from project 70. So you can see this is a, uh, Ken Griffin and, Jr. Yeah, let's go. And if you're familiar with the hundreds at all, the company, the hundreds, this is Bobby hundreds who created this, um, artwork. And he said that he loved the error cards that tops put out. Right and whether that was intended or not it's very much a part of tops history all these error cards and so what he's done is is things like you know in the top making mm -hmm. it seem as a you know the uncut card sheet here on the other side and even there's a, a comma after junior and he just um he kind of put back the error in the card so i just thought that was a really really neat way to go about it but um project 70 launched just a couple of weeks ago has 51 different artists to to you know hark back to that 1951 set that we put out so 51 different artists uh snoop dogg is an artist action bronson's an artist Let's mr go. cartoon is an artist ben baller's an artist there's some incredible incredible um names and artists and creatives that are part of this set and uh as a step up from Project 2020, where the 20 cards that they had to recreate were set. It was always going to be a 1984 Don Mattingly and so on. With Project 70, the artists actually get to choose what players they want to produce and also what year that set is from. So they could put a Babe Ruth on a 2018 design or Aaron Judge on a 1969 design right like it, it's just this amazing um way to commemorate tops history but also keeping it relevant in both the artistic style um you know culturally relevant uh the players are relevant so it's really cool to, to see the players that everyone chooses um you know some of the artists have special connections to where that player is from the town so be it. Um, and, and one that I'm really excited is actually dropping today is our Satchel Page card. So, um, you know, of course, amazing, amazing, amazing player doesn't nearly get the recognition he deserves. And so it's really cool to see a tops card of Satchel Page. I'm excited for that one. And the artist's name is uh, DJ Ski, who created that one. So lots of really cool stuff coming out of Project 70, out of our tops.com. 
um, all of our e-commerce products. So it's, uh, yeah, definitely was an interesting year in 2020, but we're just, um, you know, we just keep chugging along because things don't obviously change overnight and you just adapt and move forward and innovate and continue to be relevant. Yeah. I mean, that's really all you can do, especially in business and especially in one like trading cards, right? Because you need that physical aspect of it. And half the fun of the trading cards is the trading, right? Like giving you know, me and you trading our cars. That's like that. That's half the battle there. And I think it, it, you guys have done guys and girls have done an incredible job at figuring out, you know, how can we take advantage, right? Like I am a positive person. Nobody wanted the pandemic, but there's you can find positive things that have come out of it. And this is clearly one of them. And I, I guess like how how do you even go about how does a company like tops decide that hey this is a cool project let's take advantage of it like let's have 51 different artists do different cards and you know let them pick it and even ones where it's like kind of poking fun at the company a little bit like that error card that you have there it's just like how how do you go about even figuring something like that out because it seems like it would be such a just arduous task for most companies to decide on something like that. And you guys were quick to be able to say like, let's do this. This sounds like it's great. And let's move forward with it. How like, are you in those meetings? Are, do you know those people? Like, what is that like? And what can you tell us about it? Yeah, our, um, our .com, you know, tops.com team has done an incredible job all year. And so they are really like boots on the ground, um, in Instagram, figuring out the biggest artists, figuring out the different artists, because with an with a set like this where it's really art related, in order to make it really cool, you have to have a lot of different styles in there. Mm -hmm. And some, you know, not everything is going to appeal to everyone. Um, there's going to be lots of different stuff that some person might like and another person might hate, and that's art, and that's also baseball cards, and that's mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. Um, so yeah, they're really boots on the ground. There is a lot of logistics that that have to go into a project of this nature, um, not only getting approvals on the card artwork from the MLB and the MLBPA, but making sure we have the rights to the players, such as going out and, and getting the rights for Satchel Page, so that way we can bring this card to life um, with this artist, DJ Ski. So there's, there's lots and lots of logistics that go into it, getting the card artwork, um, you know, launching it on tops.com. There's so many people that, that really, you know, ha have to be involved to make a set like this come to life. So I'm the lucky one. I just get to talk about it and collect nice. the cards. Uh, I always say that I get to just be here representing, but, um, you know, major kudos to the team behind the scenes that, that has brought Project 70 to life. It's just, it's incredible to be able to, to watch it, um, not only as a representative of Tops, but really a, a fan and a collector as well. And, and seeing, so there, there's that aspect of the business, but then as you said, like you run the social media account. So I kind of want to go back in time. Let's call it 364 days. Something happened about 300, no, 366 days ago, uh, March 11th, 2020, when the, the world essentially stopped. Tom Hanks got COVID and the NBA stopped. And we're like, oh, maybe this thing's real. Like we should, we should pay attention to this a little bit. Um, you run the social media accounts. Spring training is underway. Everyone's getting excited. Then some murmuring comes out and then the world ends. Essentially, it stops. What the heck do you do at that point as a person running a, a baseball tr card trading account, getting excited? I'm sure you had all this stuff in the works, getting ready for the season. And then the first half of the pandemic, we're all sitting at home talking about, and, and I'm sure you're not allowed to say this, so I'll go ahead and say it about how stupid and awful the MLBPA's negotiations were and the MLB owners and how really they clearly didn't care about us fans. They were only worried about bottom dollar, which I understand it's a business, but guys, we're all billionaires here. I think we can figure something out. But anyway, we get our 60 game season. We get the playoffs. Dodgers win. 
whatever. For that period of time, where pretty much people were just yelling at baseball trying to figure this out, what the heck are you doing? Like as, as a person running social media accounts, there's so much negativity towards baseball at that point. We just want to see it because we love it so much. You just worried about the cards and what's going to happen. Where do you come up with ideas for content? How do you even put stuff together? You probably still weren't even leaving your house at that point. Like there's just so much in those like three, four months. I can only imagine how difficult your job was. Yeah, it was tough, but you get creative. Um, you know, you don't shy away from the fact that everyone's at home scrolling. So you just push out as much content as possible. And kind of like I said before, where the goal for tops is to, to really bring the fans closer to the game. We do that through social as well. It's not just, you know, on trading cards. It's not just at our events, meeting players, it's through social media. And so what I was extremely thankful for last year, and I'll, I'll really call it my, my gift that kept on giving is that we were actually down at spring training in March, I'm sorry, in February last year. And we got a bunch of great footage of players opening up cards, talking about what it was like to see themselves on a baseball card for the first time, uh, talking about the season, anything really. We just had a couple of, um, you know, teams on the ground capturing footage. And so what, what did we do? Well, even though there was baseball card, uh, baseball not being played on our TV, you could still see a player ripping open packs of baseball cards on your phone on, on social media. So um, those pieces of footage, I think, would have been really cool had no pandemic happen. Mm -hmm. And so they were especially cool to be able to have those and have guys with their jerseys on and, you know, those subtle little elements that really make you feel like you're part of uh, an MLB game because, you know, with tops, you get all of the logos, you get everything. And, and it really, you get, you get that full M MLB experience. So we had, you know, videos of Mike Trout ripping open packs of cards and commenting on who he pulled and, Blake Snell talking about, you know, who took him long and then he punched the ticket. It, you know, it's just it was really great stuff. And um, so we really bolstered our social accounts with with the spring training footage of the players. Um, that's what people were missing. That's what people wanted to see. And so Tops was lucky enough through our spring training uh, efforts to be able to bring that to them. That worked out. That, that definitely worked. As you said, it would have been really cool no matter what. It became especially cool when we couldn't see these guys on TV anymore. So we did still get the opportunity to check them out online and see what they're doing. And I guess once once the playoffs come around, I'm kind of curious, like what what is that like? Because I'm assuming there is a special set, a special edition, people that make it to the playoffs, teams that win the World Series. How quick is the turnaround for some of the artwork and the legal the legal aspect logistics you were talking about, especially last year with the pandemic and everything? But how quickly are you able to turn these incredible moments, the Dodgers winning the World Series into a set of cards and put those cards in packs? How does that work? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, we Thank have you. this really cool. Yeah, you're good. At, you're good at what you do. Um, we Thanks. have this really cool set. I'm sorry. We have this really cool program. It's called Tops Now. What Tops now does is it takes the best moments from yesterday's games, puts them on a trading card today, and sells them for 24 hours. And that's it. They're only Love on it. sale for 24 hours. So you see Lucas Giolito throwing a no-hitter last night. You can go on Tops.com today. 
you'll see the card of him pitching his no hitter, a commemorative card, and you can buy it only for 24 hours. And then once that sales window is up, it's not printed again, um, which is the really unique collectible moment. So it's not only uh, relevant to the game itself and what happened that that night, but um, you know, it's collectible in and of itself because it's only 24 hour sales mm -hmm. window. So you're, you either buy it or you miss out. Um, so our tops now program is, just so cool because it really highlights what happened in baseball. It's, it's basically like your sports center highlight reel, but on a pack of cards. Um, so it's really cool to, to see which moments we, we choose from tops. Now I, I get to be in the group chat for tops. Now nice. I see them, you know, Hey, uh, no hitter watch or, you know, someone, someone just broke a record or this guy's getting called up, you know, all those things that either affect a game or, or affect a player's career. We try and document the best we can. And really what we do is just try and document the game itself as best we can. And so um, our Tops Now program is just incredibly relevant. It's exciting because you get really, really fun moments like Bartolo yep, Colon. I was going to bring that run. up. Yep. yep. That was one of our, our very popular Tops Now cards for a while. Um, yeah, it just brings you incredible moments like that that you cherish as a baseball fan. And that that's what I first like found out about it being a Mets fan and then seeing that that was a card and you could see him hitting the home run. It was the whole thing. I was like, this is such an awesome idea. I actually had Andrew diamond on the show probably about a year ago. And he's one of the people, if I'm not mistaken, that was on the team that kind of created the whole tops now program, which was really cool. And I just think it's such a fun idea. As you said, it, you get, it's only 24 hours. There's only so many that are going to get sold. And after that, it's done. Like Obviously, secondary market, but that's what keeps it fresh. That's what keeps it entertaining. And you can go buy it the next day, right? Mike Trout hit a home run after he had his baby, right? And he came back. I don't know if that was turned into one, but that's an awesome. Like, it's just those little things that happen in sports, particularly baseball with 162-game season. There's little things that happen throughout, like a Bartolo Colon home run, that have really zero implication on the season. But it's just such a fun moment for fans and people that that we can get behind this crazy pitcher who should never, ever swing a bat. He loses his helmet every other time. He goes out there, hits a home run off the guy that Fran Fernando Tatis Jr. was eventually traded for. So it does not get any better than that. And Emily, I, I just think you have such a fun job. You just have such a cool opportunity. You clearly, the passion comes out. You love what you do. I'm kind of curious before I let you go, were you always into trading cards? I, I know you have to answer this in like a very political way, right? Like you have to say yes, but kind of curious. Let people in behind the scenes. Like, have you of always course. been a trading card person? And this is like, is this one of the dream jobs that you look forward to when you were, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old? Yeah. Speaking of eight, nine, 10 years old, I'll show you my first trading card. I have it right here. Is that Little League. Uh, might have been T-ball still. Love I it. think I might be six years old or something. Rocked number eight for the uh, for the for the Colts. <laughs> um, so okay. yeah, my my first trading card. Um, you know, and I I loved having myself on a baseball card even at a young age. And obviously I've kept it all this time. So, so working for tops feels like it really comes full circle for me um, because I'm a, a baseball fan, baseball card lover, collector. Um, all of, all of the things tops does is really, it's easy to bring your job to life when you love what you do and you love what you're representing and, and you love what your company does. So it's really easy for me to do my job. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so I was I was a collector from a young age. My dad was a baseball card collector, so that of course um, you know gave me the connection right there. And we still collect cards together today. You know, we'll, we'll rip open packs together. So it's something that has never really gone away for us. And uh, yeah, and and now I get to you know work at Tops and see what goes on behind the scenes to bring some of these incredible products to life. And like I said, I'm the lucky one who just gets to be on a podcast to talk about it. So the whole team behind behind closed doors is, um, you know, they they work hard, so hard every day to to find ways to continue to bring these be the best moments and the people's favorite players and and really bring that to collectors globally at this point um you know soccer cards are huge bundesliga mm -hmm. champions league um and, and that's all underneath tops's wheelhouse so uh it's really neat full circle for me um yeah I, I absolutely love what i do so uh you definitely hit the nail on the head there and uh don't even have to be political about my answer because it's the truth which is I the best it. part and uh yeah still got my still got my, my little league trade -up card I was going to say, keep doing what you're doing. And that thing's going to be worth a lot of money one of these days, right? <laughs> you, you become CEO of Topps at one point. That car might have, that might, car might some pull some weight. So Emily, this was absolutely incredible. Sincerely. Let me just say this one. You're not lucky. You worked extremely hard. You've peaked though. You did make it on the For the Love of Sports podcast. So honestly, you really only can go down from here, but hopefully you have some fun still. And I'm the grateful one because I get to talk to you. I get to ask all these questions because I don't know the answer to any of them. I just like asking people questions. So sincerely, sincerely appreciate that. Emily, where can everybody find you on the internet i assume you're ripping open packs you're doing a bunch of stuff out there you're really into social media so i gotta know where can everyone follow you sure yeah i love twitter one of my favorite uh one of my wow. favorite platforms i a, hate twitter that place is i know awful. there's only, only so many terrible people there i apologize though. i'm sure you're a great follower so i'll make sure i'm following you as well where, <laughs> well, where you can say that about any platform they're all <laughs> they're all a little wacky at the end oh, of the day yeah. but um we actually have a great community of card collectors on twitter pretty vocal pretty passionate and love to see that so uh I am at EJ Kless on Twitter. Of course, give Tops a follow because if you're following Tops, um, you're following me. So. I was going to say, you're pretty much following you anyway. Yeah, so uh, definitely give Tops a follow. Very excited because we're currently honing in on 200,000 followers on our Instagram Whoa. page. It's taken a long time to get there, but uh, Tops is slowly creeping its way uh, for being a 70-year-old company. We're, we're trying to get our social media bearings together, and uh, so we're inching in on 200K on Instagram, but uh, personally at EJ Kless on Twitter. And thank you, Michael, for having me on. It's so much fun to just chat about baseball and baseball cards and it's all for the love of sports. Uh, look at you. You're too good at this, Emily. We made a nice connection. And here we are talking we about baseball, indeed. my favorite thing on planet Earth. I told my wife this year we got married back in September. That was my second yeah. favorite day of the year. Uh, my first favorite was when Steve Cohen uh, bought the Mets. So on that note, uh, for Emily, for myself, again, follow her, EJ Kless, correct? Mm -hmm. That's on Twitter, it. make sure to follow Tops on Twitter as well. You can follow me at MichaelRazeal1 if you want. I am there. LinkedIn, I'm way more active on LinkedIn, which is probably where you're watching this anyway. But Emily, sincerely appreciate your time today. It was absolutely fantastic. Happy baseball season. It's spring. This is what we do it for. We love it for the love of sports. I love it. Thank you so much, Emily. I appreciate your time today. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate Bye, it. Bye, everybody. Yes!